your parents know that you listen to the evil rock music. You're an American teenager, for God's sake. Welcome to Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. I'm Melissa Olson. Episode 116, A Really Difficult Thing. Today, we'll discuss the soundtrack of Season 1, Episode 16, Star-Crossed Lovers and Other Strangers. We'll welcome couple Sarah Barkin and Caleb Heller to discuss the trials and joys they've experienced in their own relationship. We'll finish up with the weekly segment, Spinning in Stars Hollow, where I offer recommendations based on what we heard on today's episode of Gilmore Girls. So pour another cup of coffee, it's time for Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. This episode opens with Miss Patty telling a beautiful love story, which is the foundation for the Stars Hollow Founders Day Firelight Festival. In true Miss Patty fashion, when she has extra time, she offers a story about her career in the business we call show. And that, my friends, is a story of how Stars Hollow came to be and why we celebrate that fateful night every year at about this time. Now, we still have a little time left in our story hour. Who wants to hear about the time I danced in a cage for Tito Puente? It was the summer of 66. would have been a major career highlight for Miss Patty to get to be in a show with Puente. And by now, we all know Patty's career is mostly highlights. Tito Puente was known as the king of Latin music, and the song you hear is one of his most beloved classics, Oye Como Va. Puente was born in 1923 and spent most of his early life in the Spanish Harlem community of New York City. Both of his parents were native Puerto Ricans, though many people mistake Puente's heritage as Cuban due to his influence and success with Afro-Cuban rhythms. After hearing complaints from neighbors about her son banging on pots and windowsills, his mother started him out on 25-cent piano lessons before he made the switch to percussion at the age of 10. Oye Como Va was written by Tito Puente in 1963, but you may be more familiar with Santana's rendition of the song that was recorded in 1970, which helped Santana gain wider popularity with his version of the song reaching number 13 on the Billboard Hot 100 in April 1971. Santana credited Puente as the composer on his hit song, and Tito thanked him in the intro to the song on his successful album Mambo Birdland which is such a happy ending to this story, not one shared by many other songs that have had similar paths to success. Next up, we hear from the town troubadour as Rory and Dean walk by after discussing plans for their three-month anniversary. Here's Grantley Phillips with Heavenly. Mm-hmm. 
This far into the first season, it's very clear that music will be playing a major role in supporting character and plot development. With the addition of this particular recurring minor character, the town troubadour, show creator Amy Sherman Palladino shows she's even less afraid of intricate storytelling than we may have thought. The number of minor characters in the show keeps growing with each passing episode. Not only that, but each character is pretty complex. We know so much about all of the folks living in this tiny little Connecticut town. And considering we are only on episode 16, that's pretty amazing. All of you knowing me like no one else at the end of the day. Introducing a minor character who appears just when a musical interlude is needed, providing an additional level of emotional resonance to the already beautifully executed La La's from Sam Phillips was not an accident. Sherman Palladino really shows her brilliance in these small roles, especially the continual plotline played out by Grant Lee Phillips throughout the run of Gilmore Girls. Perfectly heavenly stars up above Next up, we hear Oh My Love from John Lennon while Dean shows Rory the car he has begun building for her as a three-month anniversary present. was written by John Lennon and Yoko Ono, and first appeared on Lennon's 1971 album, Imagine. Phil Spector helped produce this song, and Lennon's fellow Beatle, George Harrison, contributed guitar for the track. The song was originally written and demoed in 1968 after sessions from the album The Beatles. This demo was released on many Beatles bootleg albums. The lyrics are simple and describe the feeling of love, a sentiment that contrasts the way Rory reacts to Dean's confession. Where the song is sweet and delicate, Rory is surprised and confused, bringing out anger and resentment in Dean. And that's, that's it? No, I just, I'm surprised. I didn't expect, I don't. You don't love me? No, I, I just have to think about it for a minute. Think about what? Well, saying I love you is a really difficult thing. Well, I just did it. And you did it really well. What the hell does that mean? Clear in our world. 
Last up, we hear Grantley Phillips perform Mockingbirds at the Firelight Festival while Luke talks to his ex-girlfriend Rachel about how long she will stay this time and what the deal is with he and Lorelai. After all of these years here in the street I had a feeling you would as you recall, in the last episode, we watched Luke be disappointed by Lorelai, forgetting she promised to paint the diner with him. And in this episode, we see Lorelai's jealousy over Luke's ex, Rachel, showing up unexpectedly. And she's even prettier than Lorelai imagined. The conversation between Luke and Rachel doesn't go the way Luke intended, as he is hoping to hear that Rachel will be staying when she steers the conversation to be about how Luke feels about Lorelai. The pair listen and respond to each other's laments in the same way mockingbirds call and respond to each other. Luke is worried Rachel's heart lies somewhere else, and Rachel responds with worry that Luke's heart lies with another. The stories are echoes of each other. It's interesting this song follows the scene where Rory doesn't know how to respond to Dean's confession of love. Symbolically speaking, mockingbirds also represent innocence, especially when thought of from a literary point of view. In the classic by Harper Lee, To Kill a Mockingbird, Atticus tells Jem and Scout that it is wrong to kill a mockingbird. Miss Maudie explains later that this is because mockingbirds are songbirds which do nothing but give pleasure to people. Thus, the mockingbird's death is symbolic of any loss of innocence. As for this episode, one could make the case for Dean or Rory being the Mockingbird in this scenario, as they have both been hurt by the introduction of a more complex concept of love into their young romance. My guests this week are Sarah Barkin and Caleb Heller. They've been dating for a while now and have some pretty adorable and funny anecdotes to share. Sarah is a big Gilmore Girls fan and can see a lot of parallels between her experience and Rory's from the first half of season one. Here's Sarah and Caleb. I was immediately attracted to Caleb. And so I remember telling my sister-in-law we would go shopping a lot to make sure I had appropriate clothing because he was very stylish. (laughs) But I remember telling my sister-in-law, like I was stressing out about what about what to wear on our dates and I remember telling her this one's important like like I had to I had to make sure I looked good because this one's important now what are you gonna wear with that Mm, you tell me uh where is he taking you why well you don't want to clash with the decor a lady plans ahead well if you must know he's taking me to Andaloros oh well isn't that romantic I know wow it's gonna be just like Lady and the Tramp I feel like I can really relate to Rory and that our relationship was really awkward in the beginning kind of like hers and Dean's I, you know that was her first boyfriend 
Caleb, I'm his first girlfriend. So my first relationship was kind of not, it wasn't very serious. It was kind of more, I dated him because he was funny. The next person, I was pretty serious about him, but he didn't treat me very well. So Caleb's been really different that he actually kind of like Dean, like I feel like Dean adores Rory. And so I kind of, I feel, I feel that from Caleb as well. You feel adored? I feel adored. (laughs) But I mean, things were really awkward in the beginning. (laughs) First time Caleb and I kissed, it was. So we were on a couch, a love seat, and it's New Year's Eve. We're at some close friends of mine. Um, They have a bunch of little kids and they're all like sitting on our lap and like there's like four little kids with us on this love seat on New Year's Eve and they're all excited because they're staying up late to see the ball drop and I was like well I have to I have to kiss her tonight like it's New Year's like this is this is it like (laughs) as soon as the ball hits I lean in over two little kids (laughs) and I kiss her well you asked well yeah I did okay (laughs) so I took a sip of the their sparkling grape juice and I said immediately after we kissed <laughs> immediately after we kissed and I start choking um and so I said I said sorry I have a really strong gag reflex and so that was the first that was the first and then words. you got up and walked out of the room <laughs> and you didn't come back <laughs> so yeah I guess I I kind of forgot about that part I did I did run off I was really embarrassed but I ran to the bathroom, I think, um, and just like soaked it in. Kind of like when Rory, when Dean kissed Rory for the first time and she ran off after saying thank you. And I shoplifted. That was exactly her reaction when I told her I loved her. I I knew, and I told her, and I knew she wasn't going to know. She was basically like, I don't even know how I would know if I love you. Right. And I don't know that I love you yet. Yeah. And I was like, that's okay, but I love you. So I don't know what's up with this Dean guy in (laughs) letting his love go after that. I mean, if you love someone... You stand by them. Love is something that's so rare, and when you find it, you can't give up on it. Yes, um, and you and you definitely. I felt comfortable. Like it wasn't. I guess it wasn't like where where you kind of freaked out from it. For me, I kind of felt. I knew that you weren't gonna push me or pressure me, and he didn't make me feel like I had to say it or like like our relationship was going to fall apart at all. Like I felt comfortable, and I knew. I knew he was he would wait for me until I was ready. It didn't take me long though. For me, it's it's a lot less of a feeling. I'm not necessarily someone who makes emotional decisions. So like I wanted to make sure logically that like Rory, I am more of a planner, less um, you know, I feel like da- Dean was a little bit more of the romantic type. And I, is love really logical though? I feel like love is completely <laughs> illogical. <laughs> 
I think that's what I wanted. I wanted it to make sense. I think I can relate to, to, to Rory in that. I'm really cautious of making sure that I'm not making a decision because of a feeling. It's time for Spinning in Stars Hollow, where you'll get recommendations for songs you might enjoy based on music we've heard in this episode of Gilmore Girls. You can always find these songs on the Spinning in Stars Hollow playlist in the show notes for each episode at gilmoregirlsoundtrack.com. First up is a recommendation from Sarah and Caleb, which not only means a lot to them, but it also ties into the music from this episode. John Lennon co-wrote and sang on this classic song originally released in 1963. Here's I Wanna Hold Your Hand from the Beatles. On Valentine's Day, our first Valentine's Day together, one of the things that we did was we each made a playlist for the other of songs. And we didn't know the other person was doing it, actually. Yeah, yeah. We we each had been keeping songs without the other one knowing from our relationship, like milestones or memories, different songs. And one of the ones that I had in there on yours was I Want to Hold Your Hand. Do you remember the first time we held hands? Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I said. Um, so this is a thing now. Yeah, I just grabbed his hand and said, "This is a thing now." Because <laughs> I like to make things that are awkward humorous. So it's probably a Lorelai thing. I wanted to start holding your hand, but I decided. So I thought, like, well, I'll just. He hasn't held my hand yet, so I'll just go for it. And so I thought I'd make it funny, so it wasn't as awkward. So I just grabbed his hand and said, "This is a thing now." And. I think you just said, okay. Next up is Sing from Travis. We heard UK band Travis during Season 1, Episode 6, Rory's Birthday Parties. This song, Sing, is the lead single from Travis's third studio album, The Invisible Band, and was a global success, reaching the top 10 in several countries, including number 3 on the UK singles, number 2 in France, and number 4 in Norway. The lyrics of this song would make it a great song for Rory to listen to post-breakup and would have been a great choice for the scene where Lorelai hugs her when she returns home and begins to cry. Tell her it's 
The last suggestion this week may appeal to fans of Grant Lee Phillips and comes to us from the magnetic fields. Here's the Book of Love. Love was written by Stephen Merritt for the Magnetic Fields, a group formed and led by him since 1989. The Book of Love appears on a three-volume concept album released in 1999 called 69 Love Songs, containing three albums of 23 love songs apiece. The Book of Love appears on volume one as track number 12. This song has become a popular tune for use at engagements and weddings and has been covered by many, many artists. This song has the sentiments Dean was trying to create for Rory on this three-month anniversary date, all of it building up to his confession of love. But unfortunately, it didn't go as he had planned. Some of it is just really dumb, Thank you for joining me this week for Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. To read the show notes, find the playlists for the complete Gilmore Girls Soundtrack and Spinning in Stars Hollow, visit GilmoreGirlsSoundtrack.com. This podcast is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Until next week, remember, the best way to make things a little less difficult is to keep drinking coffee. I was almost crushed by a paper mache star. How's your day? Well, it's looking pretty good now. Coffee, please, and a shot of cynicism. Uh...